0: Welcome to the Hypnosis NGH podcast. I'm Eric Damon from the National Guild of Hypnotists. This podcast series offers a fun and serious look at hypnosis and offers various ideas, discuss case studies, along with NGH educational opportunities. Hello everybody, it's Eric Damon from the hypnosis ngh podcast and we are delighted to present today a special round table discussion with all my friends well i'm calling them my friends anyways but no we've got some great hypnotists that are joining us and and talking about a specific topic today and uh and giving their insights on stuff that we really should know so let's go around the table and introduce I'm not going to introduce, I'm going to ask them to introduce themselves, everybody who is joining us on this podcast. We'll start over here. Hello. (laughs) Join right, yeah, jump right in.
1: Hello, I am Amy Charlo. I have been doing hypnosis for over 20 years. I started with stage hypnosis, transferred over to the clinical as well. I do both, and I am just finishing my master's degree in mental health counseling and will graduate in just a couple of weeks here.
0: Wow that's great. Very
2: cool.
1: Thank you. Very. I am Deb
3: Livingston-Boucher. I've been an NGH member since 1994. I'm board certified and a trainer I'm now living in Maine. Happy to be here. The blueberry state. No it's not blueberry. Lobster. Lobster. I don't even
4: like lobster. <laughs> oh, <no>.
3: That's odd. <laughs>
4: Hey, Eric. So happy to be here. We're my bell. Ding, ding, ding. That's oh, yes. how everybody knows me, <laughs> right? Cal Banyan, Banion, hypnosis, et cetera. And I'm so glad to be doing some podcasts besides me by myself or just one co-host. I'm, here with some really talented hypnotists, and I'm excited to be here. But uh, 1995 when I started.
0: Wow. So you're the oldest. I'm, I mean, the longest person you've been here. We're
4: 94, right?
0: <clears throat> yeah. Oh, okay. I'm, see, I keep picking I'm on dog you. Years, and funny. I'm
2: probably <laughs> the oldest, too.
0: <laughs> that
2: doesn't matter. That doesn't matter at all. <laughs> Hi, I'm Stephanie Howe. I'm from New York. I have been engaged member since 2005. <laughs> <laughs> I'm certified in instructor. Okay, and don't forget Thank the you. big thing that you do for us. Oh, R- yeah, over- I'm the envoy.
0: Yes, yeah, she's she's China. <laughs> for China, for us, Absolutely.
2: which has Very been great, cool. wonderful. Yeah, I agree. I didn't know.
4: Great growth, and I'm making a prediction yeah. over the next ten years: great growth in China. Oh, cool. Yeah,
2: I agree with you.
4: Yeah. And and
0: I'll quickly throw in here that Stephanie and I have been talking and making sure that we can uh, definitely. We've got some a lot of NGH members over in China, and some some fun things we're going to be doing webinar wise and stuff like that so that's exciting it's going to be fun
2: that's great yeah
0: so we have a topic du jour or topic of the day or however you want to say it and um and i'm hoping that everybody just jumps right in and and talks about um where do you see our profession of hypnosis 10 years from now so obviously from what i've seen and you guys certainly can jump in and and tell us uh, where you've seen it grow up to this point. And then we'll say, okay, where do you see it going from there? So, I mean, obviously you guys have seen a lot of different changes in, in hypnosis mm-hmm. over the years. I know I have from being on the sideline, watching my my father and, and everybody else in, in the NGH.
3: I've seen a lot of changes just in the time that I've been. Um, Cal, hopefully you can jump in on this too, because when I became certified in the early nineties, Hypnosis was the big trainings regress to cause. And we specialized in regression work. And over the last several years in the classes, hypnotists are coming to me saying, We're we're being told not to do regression anymore. And I don't know if I I don't know the reason why. how maybe you can speak into that. Cause I know you also do a lot of regression work. Um, so that's sort of the changes that I've seen. I haven't answered the question where I see it going in 10 years, but that's some of the big changes that I've seen. And now I see it kind of coming around again where they're starting to get back into the regression.
4: But that's
0: so that's what you've seen to this point and now it's point.
4: starting to yeah but how, can you speak into that more or? you know i think that what's what's going on is we are like it depends where you live right if you're in mm-hmm. california there's a kind of different school of thought and there's a eastern you know harry aaron's kind of school of thought and i kind of so i think that for a lot of people that like the age regression phenomenon was just like over their head Mm -hmm. and other people like you and me that were just rolling up our sleeves and did a lot of age regression type work. Mm -hmm. And I think what's going to happen over the next years, the world gets smaller and smaller, right? As communication, like podcasts, like this reach around the world. And what happens is that we're going to have a more, I don't know if this is the right word, homogeneity, you know, that we're going to become more and more synthesized and on the same course as we you know, join forces, so to speak. And, and the NGH, one of the, the mission of NGH, if I understand it, is really to bring all these diverse ideas together. Absolutely. Right? Yep. And then what happens is through trial and error and success and what works in business what doesn't work in business what with clients and what type of clients and medical and versus non-medical and all this kind of stuff, we start observing what's going to happen. And I think we're going to be more and more consistent in our approaches yeah mm-hmm.
0: i like that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's that's my prognostication yeah. very deep mm-hmm. you almost got a, a like hypnosis like the deeper you go the better you feel you got a little yeah. thunder when you were talking <laughs> <laughs> or was that the I air conditioning at each other. it's actually the air conditioning but
2: anyways yeah i think as the Br and the ar technologists yes. advance there might be opportunities for integrating hypnotic techniques to immersive experiences. So this could be revolutionized, how hypnotherapy is delivered, how people can experience guided meditations.
0: Now, that would be interesting, AI getting integrated in some fashion in hypnosis. I mean, personally, I...
3: There's an app in the bookstore they're in that fashion to integrate. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. But I don't think you could ever get away from that, that one-on-one in any fashion. No, no.
2: And that's not even the purpose of the app, but, but yeah, yeah, a lot of cool stuff.
1: The future, um, can I like, I'm going to switch over and talk a little bit about what I see, what I'm seeing is the future in stage hypnosis. And I've also discovered because I've been doing stage hypnosis for 20 years, that there are additional challenges to stage hypnosis because a lot of times you'll get a room full of people and then they look out your volunteers on stage, your panel will look out in the audience and see a sea of cell phones pointing <laughs> right at them and they get very, very self-conscious. yeah. So that's something that we're going to be this whole social media. And some people are still game, but it's something you definitely need to be addressing as a stage hypnotist. What I am predicting is my tagline for my show is uniquely positive stage hypnosis. So what I'm doing is elevating it. And it's very, all of my, all of my clients, they win every Single skit, mm-hmm. and so I think the only way it's going to survive is if it's very, very positive and empowering and uplifting, and they leave the stage feeling better when they came on. Mm-hmm. so the tone of the 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 shows I think are evolving in a really, really good way that's going to feed in really well with hypnotherapy and what we're doing there
0: well i I would say that even you know either be stage hypnosis or it'd be clinical hypnosis that that you always have to evolve in looking at how you can improve on things especially like, like we had uh, a talk from Scott Giles and, and how you, you know, you have to look at ethics and you have to, yes. and that even play that definitely plays into uh stage hypnosis as well, that that's what people, you know, that's what people want uh, to know that they're comfortable. Right. Uh, either way, either be a stage uh, or a clinical. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Interesting. you Interesting.
3: Know with also the day and age, like everything's changing so fast, even without getting into the politics, but I think politics is going to come into the future of hypnosis as well. Like you just mentioned, we're having changes. We're no longer, do we have the union? We have PAR now with the NGH. Um, one of the things that I think is so important is that we do keep the integrity. We do, We do keep watching out for our clients' best interest, but I've been finding with clients that I've been, I've been seeing is that the environment is changing, even with even with people. Like people don't know what the right thing to say anymore. They don't know who they're going to offend by speaking. They don't know who's going to get upset if they say the wrong word. I always say the wrong thing. My foot is always in my mouth. (laughs) I'm always like being I'm always offending somebody, not intentionally. But the future of hypnosis, I think, as far as people who really want to take this sincerely to help people, need to have an umbrella like the National Guild because I know there's a lot of other guilds out there. I don't know. You guys might know better than I do. I think the guild is the, the national guild is the only one really doing the legal protection for hypnotists to do the work. And I, I, that's well, my understanding. Yeah, I mean, definitely. I mean, even
0: Cal was part of helping making sure that with, with ethics and everything were in, in, in uh, into play here. And I believe you did something with Scott at, at the convention not
4: too long ago. Yeah, we know one of the things, like I was saying, we're just getting more and more behind like a banner and a way of, of doing things. One of the things that NGH has really been good at is bringing a population of hypnotists. Together. They might be diverse thought, diverse techniques, but that just the number, right? And being able to put our minds together and focus on things. Thank God for Dr. Reverend Scott Giles. Right. right? He's what he does for for hypnotists is amazing, keeping track of all that stuff, yeah. And ethics, uh, we uh, did. We just add uh, one new thing to our code of ethics. Do you remember what that was off the top of your head?
0: I don't know what off the top of my head, but I mean, because we redid a lot of uh, that to, for the parse system because
4: yeah, yeah, um, yeah I was in class. And I was going to the code of ethics. Oh, wait, there's a new one, and that shows. That we're moving ahead, staying up with the times and stuff like that. And because we have that track record over what's since 1955 as an organization, right? You know, what's the best way to predict the future? I mean, predict the future is look at the past, past, right? Right? And then we're just going to keep on being that force. Uh, So I want to say something about chat GPT, right? And that's really, really new as for the the five path journal I actually had it write an article for my journal I I said yeah you know write me a hypnosis script right and so then it just said for for, by who I just said by chat just to get the (laughs) conversation going you know so and chat GPT right now which is the AI Mm -hmm. it it just kind of does like a big look out on the internet and synthesizes something all together, but that's going to be interesting to see how that affects. Mm-hmm. But they, the I don't think in the next ten years we're going to have AI replace the hypnotist. <laughs> no, I, I, it's going to be more of a tool in that in that like type of sense. Like write me a script about such and such, and they can go in and then have a starting point. right, right. Because one of the key things that a hypnotist does is we care about our client.
2: Yes, right.
4: And we can some, and identify.
2: Yeah. and
4: In some way, right? Mm -hmm. And no robot, no chat GPT is going to be able to do that. Right. Like you're saying, Eric, it's just a tool.
0: Mm -hmm. Right. You cannot take away that that personal side of of hypnosis. I mean, it has to be there. You know, even though there's there's sessions and things done virtually or online, I mean, there's still... uh, Important things for the, that the hypnotist makes sure that they're doing to for ethics and also that you know that in personal touch again I say yeah. because it has to be there or you won't be successful that yeah. the client won't be successful at what they're looking to do either exactly
2: yeah that's that's true you know yeah, with, with the advance in the AI I think there might be development in the personalized hypnosis those sessions delivered by apps, right? So which could adjust in the real time that based on user feedback. So they just feed you back by right away. Right. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and I and I think that, you know, one of the things is as hypnosis continues to grow, well. it's still gonna stay solid the way it is because there's a core. I mean I'm talking from where it started to where we are now there's still a core of how hypnosis is done and approached you can't get away from that even in the future Mm -hmm. even Mm -hmm. if we're driving around and Jetsons space guards or
4: <laughs> the Jetsons
0: hypnosis yes.
3: from Mars. <laughs> <Not an it. laughs> yes,
0: you did. mentioned that before we even started and she was going to try to do that. So
3: <laughs> Here, here's the thing also, like right now with everything changing and there's a lot of people who are you know, advertising, get certified in three days and get certified and then, then do ayahuasca. There's a lot of things that are starting to be brought into sessions that we may not be qualified to really do. And, um, the way I see it, not to be like a doomsday, because I see it getting better, but it looks like there's going to be some challenges, like in the next five years, like real challenges that hip hypnotists are going to need to really come together. If there's any competition amongst us, which I don't believe in, get rid of the competition so we can still support each other to move forward, because I think we're all going to have to really come together to really sort of rise above whatever the political challenges, whatever the challenges are that want to stop us doing the work that we're doing. Right. And, um, but then after that, I think it's, there's going to be another shift and i think it's going to get even easier yeah i mean there's always going to be challenges yeah
0: you know yeah. it happens in any profession and and it's how you deal with it did i ever tell you they call me De- debbie downer sometime <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> blah,
0: blah. Being so real. yeah we don't need reality so sorry <laughs> <laughs> want to throw anything else out i mean you look like you want to say something I'm just
1: taking it all in. I'm, I'm like really agreeing that um, I, one of the things I love about the NGH is that is that umbrella of the, the ethics, and that's people's uh, main concern. I've been doing and I've been finishing up an internship, so I've been seeing a fire hose of clients, just like just client after client after client, literally 30 seconds in between. A lot of them are mandated through my site through um, a hospital. So there are people that don't necessarily want to be in therapy, but they have to do it in order to be discharged and i still see a lot of pushback against hyp- hypnotherapy and mm-hmm. hypnosis and uh, you come up with emdr and they're sure they're all in they've got like great i they have a great image of that guided imagery great they're all in um i do get some people that are like yes hypnotherapy but i do still get that huge that huge skepticism um that so we still have we're still working on it well, I think we're doing better, but we're still working on
0: it. I think you always will. I mean, there's yeah. there's there's an unknown there for people who, you know, all of a sudden somebody suggests that maybe you should, you know, go see a, a hypnotist, mm-hmm. and and when they don't know, that's when they're like, well, and I'm amazed. I mean, I've, I've I've been looking to see how many of the stars and people from Hollywood. There are tons of people who definitely count on hypnosis oh absolutely mm-hmm. for all types of things you know I, and i obviously everybody does there's lots of people that do but I, I throw out the the hollywood stars and things only because everybody does and that, that's more the exclamation point of, mm-hmm. on what i'm saying
1: and I athletes yes athletes they, too. they make really great ambassadors for hypnosis so
0: our own yeah. executive director jeremy Bashin has done some uh stuff with wrestlers mm-hmm. and yeah. it's been very positive
2: Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm.
0: help them a lot so I mean I, again as as we get to the future I think you're right that we're going to see you know things that will augment and assist us in doing a better job in uh in hypnosis but the core of what what is done is never going to
2: go away
4: that's you know, right. I'm hoping that that I think we're going to be able to make a real leap forward as hypnotists and the profession as we attach ourselves to things that are already very solidly accepted, right? Like academia. Okay. So like we, think, we break into consciousness with people like stars, right? So-and-so is using hypnosis. But if we can, like, for example, right now, a uh, uh, medical college university in Nevada is now looking at studying 7 past self-hypnosis over a five-year period.
3: Right on. Nice. Right? Yep. nice.
4: Because one of the students is is a psychiatrist who's a professor who's a scientist and, and runs part of that university out of UNLV, right? But we start attaching ourselves to already strongly mm-hmm. uh, established entities like universities. I'd like to see a bachelor's degree come up in psychology or nursing or counseling that has an emphasis in hypnosis
2: Nice.
3: yeah so that would be we great, so a great trainer, thing for the future yeah
4: the you know, thing mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so and then that would go, become a bachelor's degree in like nursing and hypnotherapy that that kind of thing i think was just really solidify the credibility of hypnosis in, in the consciousness around the world
3: interesting yeah yeah mm-hmm.
0: but now you have a graduate uh chris christy yeah christy yeah, she's a nurse. And- she
3: was a nurse anesthesiologist for twenty years, and just hung up her shingle there to do full-time hypnosis training, NLP, and everything.
4: Yeah. And it's yes, and all CNRA or something like that, certified nurse anesthetist. Yeah, and quit. Now she's hypnotist. Yeah, nice. and
3: now Chrissy's working with all the nurses. Now she's she right. teaches self um, hypnosis certification with the whole nursing board. So, so I think all of us probably see that that definitely. Um,
0: uh, on the medical field, there are more people who it definitely helps them do their job. I mean, I know from my medical background that hypnosis helps you do be successful at whatever you're doing. Mm-hmm. Mine was emergency medicine, so ambulance services, so you saw yep. people at the worst. and I used to say all of the time um to my crews that you know th- mm-hmm. the biggest part that you have to do is you have to talk to your patient. Relax your patient before you even put a Band-Aid or anything else on them,
2: mm-hmm.
0: because that's a lot of the problem that happens, you know, that that they end up having uh, makes it worse. Let's put it right. that way. They have an issue, but it makes it worse because they're just
4: make that human yeah. connection first. Right? Absolutely. Yeah, right. Absolutely. they would so, be more cooperative. Mm-hmm.
0: So the other thing I want to throw in is I see from from the NGH, when, you know, we're talking more virtual type of training and things like that that I know that we're going to be doing audits now because you know in person is a little is we've always done a, you know different audits that way now that it's going to be uh not totally virtually but when people are doing that we're going to want to see some of the recordings or have them on file to, again to to make sure that ethically everything is the way it's supposed to be and
3: I think that's really I, important. It's that, very to to do important. That. I think it's, of course, yeah.
0: you know, it, since COVID, it's it's changed in how
4: those are done. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I think, I, go ahead. I was going to say everything about COVID was bad, except it put people online.
2: Yeah.
3: Yeah. And
4: now we that made the world a little bit smaller didn't it mm-hmm. no so-
3: we've been doing online stuff for years before COVID oh, yeah. yeah I've
4: done online classes for 16 years yeah before that.
3: Have some people I've been doing long-distance sessions before there was video chat
2: <laughs> just by the phone mm-hmm. so yeah that long huh? that long I'm that old <laughs> was it a Dr. landline <laughs> sometimes it was
4: whoa <laughs> Dr. Damon as part of his uh chiropractic practice had done hypnosis by phone. did you know that oh
1: I, I did not know that. I think that I had is heard so cool that. Yeah, I think I heard that.
4: so I mean that's that's rotary dial days. Yes, it was Maybe not quite <laughs> hanging on the wall, you know.
0: Yeah, it wasn't the you know the crank ring crank the uh the phone thing. But, but it was
3: <laughs> back then. Yeah. It but it's exciting to me. Like I love seeing the changes. Um I just think it's gonna keep getting better and better, personally. Yeah.
4: And the world's getting smaller. I mean, to see clients. That's so true. You know, when I first started off, you know, all my clients were local and now in Lebanon in the morning and Ah, uh, Singapore in the evening, right. and Texas in the afternoon. There's so a song in there someplace too.
2: It's yeah. <laughs> a country song. Yeah, yeah. Definitely a country song.
0: <laughs> well, so I mean, yeah. I, anything else you want to add in that you think that's that? I mean, again, I think we're all talking the same thing. That it's it's there's going to be some some changes or additions that help us do a better job mm-hmm. at what we're doing. Um, but I don't think the core of what is done. By hypnosis, you know, hypnosis
3: is going to drastically change in the future. Well, think about it. it's been on the planet since there's people. Yeah, it's going to really change? Right? Exactly. Yeah. yeah mm-hmm.
4: Hypnosis as a service. Well, I think I do anticipate there's going to be a challenge, and that mm-hmm. AI and the likes are going to try are are going to, if we're not careful, turn hypnosis into a commodity. Mm-hmm. And by that I mean it sells by the lowest price,
2: mm-hmm. right?
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that we have to. It's our responsibility to educate the public so that they know that there is something better than that. Absolutely, that right? is a caring, skilled, experienced hypnotist or hypnotherapist. Breathing. <laughs> that, <laughs> yes, that can work with you yeah. and care about you. Yeah, because that is going to happen. It's going to divide. There's going to be the the VR AI mm-hmm. kind of thing. And All what right. happens with technology? It always gets cheaper. Yeah. Mm, right. Right. And then you can say, well, I want you got to charge 100 200 300 400 on up for a hypnosis why should i do that i can pay 200 for a vr set of glasses and then mm-hmm. have all this stuff well the reason is because that there's no heart and soul there. right right mm-hmm. you sure. want somebody to care yep, not yeah. just have some uh, spider of all the internet that's how these things right, work the right? and gather stuff and synthesize it in and and spit it out to you you want someone that is living breathing has a heart cares about you yes. and has a real life experience not because every time ai does something they just do it right
2: mm-hmm. he's
4: doing so fast yep. but ai doesn't have you know years of experience with a particular right.
3: topic right mm-hmm. or watching somebody's expression on their face how they're changing throughout yeah mm-hmm. that's
2: that's mm-hmm. right yeah
3: because that's 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 really how you 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 look at your
0: client you know to see if you how they're reacting yeah. and how they're responding
1: mm-hmm. To, mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Uh, to to what you're doing yeah, yeah. yeah. feeling
1: up. the mirror neurons you know being in the right. same Emp- space with empathy, them. empathy. empathy. Yeah. yeah yeah yep excellent cool Thank you, Eric. I appreciate y'all joining uh, yeah. me for
0: this roundtable discussion. You guys are the first, so you'll all be getting a ribbon that says I'm number one. Oh. Awesome. I've got to go buy them. But anyway. <laughs> you can make them. I'll make them. What's you me? don't have a 3D printer? <laughs> where you? Can no, spit them out. no. I'm sorry. Not so, yet. Yeah, anyway. so I just <laughs> have this podcast microphone, so that's all I've got. Thank you.
2: Always enjoy. We're out.
0: Thank you for listening to the Hypnosis NGH Podcast. You're welcome to share your ideas for future podcasts by emailing us, nghpodcast at ngh.net.